to play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHC, all the voice of Harlem. If you were just tuning in, we have gone on an extended music break because we couldn't get the PC, Pency, and Force working on the interwebs. Do you know what that means? Neither do I. This is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Joshua Clinton, who thinks that little nudie. Young Nudie, first of all, don't disrespect my guy. Young Nudie? Oh, my God. I hate these new rappers so young much. Young Nudie, bro. He thinks that Young Nudie is the next big thing coming out of the hip-hop scene. First of all, it's, it's Playboy Cardi. He's the greatest of all time. No, he's not. Please don't say that. Then number two right now is Young Nudie. He got the streets on fire. What? What streets? SoundCloud is not and, a street. And then the genius behind both of them is Pierre Bourne, best producer in the game right now. Oh, my God. I hate these new rappers so much. They're not good. Like They just don't have any talent. Bro, you're... You're just out of touch, bro. Anyways, guys, we've got an amazing show for you. And because we're starting slightly late, we want to get straight to the business. This is the news roundup. The things that made you laugh, cry, curse, flip a table, or just talk about the news. Yo, Josh, have you heard what the Trump administration is trying to do now to to undocumented people? No, what is he trying to do, Stanley? All right. (laughs) So... For legal immigrants, people who have come here legally and they don't have citizenship status yet, but they might have a green card or a temporary residency, they are going to revoke their access to citizenship if they are on any kind of public assistance. What? Yep. That means anything. If you've got food stamps, if you've got some temporary assistance, if you got some a housing voucher, if you have WIC because you just had a baby, WIC is for women and children. Anything. You can't stay in a country. You can lose your access, which is going to hit a huge amount of people. And they're using this because this was an old statute from 1880 that they had before. And during the the Obama administration and the Clinton administrations, they worked to kind of like reduce those so that people couldn't use that anymore to get people out of the country. And now the Trump administration has an 800-page legal document creating all sorts of new reasons that someone can show that they're dependent on a government and they can kick them out of the country for it. That's insane. For one, I didn't even think that you could get public assistance if you, you know, you had a green card. If you have status, yeah. You have I didn't know status, that. Yeah. Cause I like, guess Jamaicans, or at least my family, don't, just don't believe in that stuff. Yeah, you know how Caribbean people are. Come on, no weakness. What's it called? My dad, his, well, his, his status in the country, like the status that, that he has, they don't do it anymore. Like, it just doesn't exist. So he's under, like, an old status, and he's just grandfathered in. Mm -hmm. And he was going to go apply for, like, regular citizenship, and the lawyer said, do not do that. Because if you do, the the Trump administration will just try to, like, deport you. And you're here legally right now. So he's here. He's paid into into Social Security. He's paid taxes. He owns a house. But the Trump administration is getting this funny style now, that they were even trying to get people who are here legally out of the country, especially if they're black or brown. So that's what we're dealing with right now. How are you feeling about that? I feel like the the whole immigration system is just a mess. It needs to be overhauled. It, it needs to be a lot more simpler for people to, you know, be naturalized citizens. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah, it should be. But the problem is the immigration system is not the problem. It's the fact that white folks don't like having black and brown folks coming into the country and staying in the country. Well, you know yeah. what like their philosophy is, right? They think that black and brown people are coming into white countries and forcing them to be black and brown. And that there's a white genocide happening. Yeah, I mean, they're afraid about becoming a minority because of all the messed up stuff they did when they was the majority. So, mm-hmm. But that's happening whether they wanted to or not. They're saying by like 2050 that white people will no longer be the majority. And their birth rates have decreased significantly since the early 80s. You know, that made me a little sad because I thought it was going to happen sooner. <laughs> <laughs> really, Josh? So you walk around Harlem, you would think that they're growing in size, man. 
Now they everywhere, and I be getting like when I see a whole bunch of white people on a corner in Harlem, mm-hmm. I just be like, like what? if I'm driving, I just be honking like disperse white yeah. people. Like what are you doing here? <laughs> so you're not with the gentrifiers. Yeah, I don't know how how to say this in a non problematic way, but I just don't appreciate how comfortable they feel walking down the streets of Harlem. No. It's crazy. Some some so some white guy was just walking down the street with his wife or whatever, and he's just like eyeballing this this pro, this beautiful brownstone across the street. He's like, "Oh, look at the window! Look at the window!" And he's walking right into me, not even seeing me. So I like, I just like you know, you push him boom, into the like, <laughs> like, watch where you going, white man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is my neighborhood. I can't. So me yeah. and Selena saw an ad on a uh. bus stop, and it was like, "This is the new Harlem," and it was like three white guys in suits sitting on a on a stoop of a brownstone, and we were like, "Oh." This is gentrified, gentrified now. They're not even trying to get like culturally relevant ads anymore because this is what it is. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely bad here, especially in Harlem. But speaking of things that are bad, so apparently Donald Trump was involved in telling uh, the Israeli government not to let Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib into Israel, mm-hmm. even though she is Palestinian American. So it was a whole back and forth. And it actually violates the Constitution in one way for a government, for a, a president to impede upon another uh, elected official in a equal branch of government mm-hmm. to do their job. Yeah. So, so she wasn't, a, so he put like, he was talking about her grandmother because she wanted to visit her. Mm-hmm. And he put like grandmother in quotation marks. And it was a whole back and forth. And now the con- and then the congresswoman was actually granted the ability to go to Israel, mm-hmm. but on humanitarian as a um, on humani- uh, under the humanitarian policy, mm-hmm. and she said, "You know what? I don't want to go." Yeah, because they, like you know, they- go ahead, Josh, that's what I get mad at. Like, why? why would you not go? Like, still, like regardless of the fact that they didn't want you to go, is reason enough why you should go and expose like you know all the stuff that she thinks is is, is going on nah, in Israel. Bro, do you know what they do to people of color, particularly people of color of Middle Eastern descent, when you go visit Israel? I had a couple of friends that went, and as soon as you come in, they like you have a trace of brown in you. They're pulling you in and they're holding you in confinement for six to seven hours to make sure you don't have any quote-unquote terrorist associations. You're getting locked up as soon as you touch the soil. And because they already said the reason they did that was because she was a quote-unquote terrorist threat, she's definitely being surveilled and harassed the minute she hits that soil. I wouldn't want to go there either. They're targeting her and her family. She's a member of the United States Congress. They w- What can they really do to her? Well, look at it. They ain't never stop anybody from messing with any black person or brown person because it doesn't matter. And the president of the United States obviously doesn't give a damn about protecting her. He like he wants her to have problems. Who's her backup? And elected officials have been assassinated before. Yeah, and huge public iconic okay, figures. Okay, you, you know how Think white about people that. get down. They're gonna be shocked. How would that look if Palestinian American member of Congress goes to Israel and gets assassinated? Like that, there's no way they're gonna. That just you're gonna have a bunch of shocked and appalled white people that actually don't do anything, which is what they've been doing since Trump became president anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, pretty much. Well, speaking of that, also, I just quickly wanted to shout out before we go to break, the 1619 Project. Have you guys been tuned into that, that the New York Times, um, they actually released a project um, just delving into the the chronicle of slavery in America. Um, I know some people who had a chance to check it out, um, and I know they're going to be releasing an expose either, I think, today or tomorrow. So, you know, shout out for the Times for just doing great investigative reporter uh, journalism and just really digging into the history of this country and beyond it. Well, and on that note, we do have to take another quick break. But when we come back, we're going to be speaking about the infamous 
Jay-Z NFL partnership. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Teams even count me up. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones. Jay-Z, you've been raising the consciousness of this country for decades. Why do you feel like partnering with the NFL will further your mission to inspire rather than doing what you've been doing, which seems to be speaking out against it? Yeah, I feel like it, 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 it's the place where it happened. And you go to the place where it happened. And mm. then you, you have that conversation there. Mm. So you think that by a lot of people, like especially people on Twitter, you know, the communities, some, it's a lot of criticism. You think that working with the NFL will further bridge the gap? I mean, it's like polarizing in this country. Like this. The NBA, I don't know, it's called it 18 years ago, had a player called Mahmoud. You familiar with him? Yeah. <laughs> a Muslim guy played for the Denver Nuggets. He, um, he didn't want to stand up for the national anthem because of his religion. He wasn't playing the next year. Right, so at that time the NBA was like, oh, everyone's like, ah. If you look today at the NBA the way it mm-hmm. is, people would say it's at the forefront of social justice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There was a time where it wasn't. So these things happen. People have to evolve, and people have to want to be better, and people have to want to have conversations. And it's, this isn't Twitter. You can't mm-hmm. just throw someone out if they make a mistake. You know what I mean? This is the real world. You can't say, oh, you made a mistake. You're canceled. I'm never speaking to you ever again. That doesn't accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I believe. I believe real change is, is had through conversation and real conversation and real work. You know, wanting to do things. And what better way to do it than where the conversation first took place? We are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, my name is Selena Hill. And what you were just listening to was an exclusive audio clip of me asking Jay-Z about why he chose to partner with the NFL during the intimate media event he held last week with Roger Goodell at Rock Nation to announce the historic deal. As you heard, Jay-Z believes that we shouldn't just throw people away or organizations rather we should give them time and space to evolve which is one reason why his company rock nation will be the league's official live music entertainment strategist at the start of the 2019-20 season this means that Rock Nation will spearhead the selection of artists for the Super Bowl and other high-profile NFL performances and serve to strengthen community through music and the NFL's Inspire Change Social Justice Initiative. So a core component of the partnership will be to support causes identified by NFL players like education, economic advancement, improving police community relations, and criminal, criminal justice reform. But many people, however, including the press that was in the room at that event, are criticizing the deal because Colin Kaepernick still does not have a job. In fact, at the press event, Charlemagne the God pressed Hove and Roger Goodell multiple times on this issue. One time he stated, and I quote, I think the biggest issue people have is that they want to know how you could partner with the league on social justice when Colin Kaepernick, who was teaching the masses about peacefully protesting, is still out of a job. In response, Hope said, and I quote, 
I think that we forgot Colin's whole thing was to bring attention to injustice. There's two parts of a protest. You go outside and you protest, and then the company or the individual says, I hear you, what do you do next? Mm. So for me, that was taking action. And he said we should not get stuck on the fact that Colin does not, you know, have a job in light of the fact that he wants to impact millions and millions of people. Mm. So despite the fact that Jay-Z is calling this partnership, and I quote, a success, a lot of people like Stanley and on social media are criticizing and slamming this deal. So in today's episode of Let Your Voice Be Heard, we're going to talk about the deal and question whether Jay-Z is selling out or buying in, as well as the cultural impact that this will have moving forward. Josh, I want to start with you. What was your reaction to the deal? Um, I wasn't surprised by it. Um, Jay-Z is the type of dude where, you know, he's, he's a business guy. He's going to see uh, a bad situation and turn it into an opportunity. Um, I don't agree with people calling him a sellout, especially people like Eric Reed, who's, who's playing in the NFL, getting the check from the NFL, but want to call Jay-Z a sellout. I mean, he's... I agree with him personally. Like, I support Cap and I stand with Cap. Like, I haven't watched the NFL game since he, you know, since he got blackballed, et cetera. Um, and I, I even started watching like football, like real football, like soccer instead. So, <laughs> but he's right. What's the next step? Because kneeling is just just NFL players kneeling is not going to change the criminal justice system. Cap getting a job with the team throwing a football across the field is not going to change the criminal justice system or make, you know, community relations with police better. So, I mean, he's right. Like, it's what he did did bring a lot of awareness. And, but, you know, other steps need to be taken, whether that's Jay-Z forming a relationship with the NFL to do things, you know, in a different spectrum or, or another organization, et cetera. These things do need to happen. It's a part of the whole process. Um Kaepernick is, you know, he's got his stuff with Nike. That that went well, but nobody's talking about how Nike's okay. also donating to Trump's campaign. Okay, before but. we go there, because <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Stanley, initial reaction to this deal, and does it change your perception of Jay-Z? We all know that you have idolized Jay-Z for decades. How do you feel, Jay? Well, um, first Stanley? of all, why you got to like make it seem like I'm that old for decades? <laughs> <laughs> Ahead, this fan. is nasty. Everything about this deal is nasty. Um, Jay-Z decided to become an employee of the NFL, and he wants to spin it as him doing a good thing. And I don't really understand how it is. So first off, this isn't just about Colin Kaepernick. The NFL is a league with owners who are openly racist. And you have a bunch of proud and happy Trump supporters, including the Miami Dolphins owner, who is doing a fundraiser for Trump and says he loves everything that Trump does except for the racist stuff. That's all Trump does. And then you have the Carolina Panthers owner who said the players are nothing but inmates. And once you start letting the inmates run the prison, you're in trouble and we got to put him in line. The NFL also has a very serious issue with players beating and putting their hands on women multiple domestic violence issues that the NFL has never taken seriously to the point that there was one player Greg Hardy who played for the Panthers and he was on trial for not only beating up his partner but choking her trying to choke her to death and threatening to kill her they made him the captain of the football team for the Dallas Cowboys, and they didn't release him until the pictures got leaked. Pictures the NFL had access to already, but didn't want to do anything about it until it became available to the public. The NFL is the same league that is trying to block their former players from getting money back after they all had all these issues with concussions and CTE. So even if you put aside the Colin Kaepernick stuff, the NFL is problematic. Then finally, 
sure, Colin Kaepernick kneeled. He took his deal with the NFL and he signed his NDA. But Jay-Z wouldn't even be able to have this conversation if Colin Kaepernick didn't do this thing. And the NFL is actively trying to blackball him from the league. It just marked three years that he's been out of the league now, just this past week. And the NFL announces this deal during that time. It's not a coincidence to people. They're using him as a black shield and he's trying to make believe like it's helping people. Josh, so Stanley says he's being used as a black shield. What do you say in response? Jay-Z is being used as a black shield for the NFL. Knowingly. I mean, he might be, but the thing is, we got to deal with reality, right? Mm -hmm. Like, stuff has to happen. These deals have to be made. I'd rather a black person making these deals. Because you can get that money, and then you can create opportunities for other people. You can do so many different things. Yeah, but... Bro, it doesn't change the, the fact ben that Carson's in the White I House. would rather have a black person like Jay-Z determining who's going to be performing at the Super Bowl, all their live events, and because he's going to open up opportunities for other young black artists. And that'll help with mass Instead of having these white country singers singing at the Super Bowl. And that'll well, help with mass well, incarceration. Let, let me answer this question, because here, here's my take on this. Number one, I was in the room. So I saw the detailed PowerPoint that they exposed about the social injustice, the social justice initiatives that they're going to do. And after speaking with Jay-Z and being there, I strongly believe that he wants to make a social impact. I think people are jumping too quickly to condemn this deal or to celebrate it. I applaud the effort that Jay-Z is making to get involved and to help the NFL make necessary change. But you can't, it's, we don't know, we have to let it play out. He's and I say this, it's, he, he partnered with the NFL. He did secure a bag. You're right. He's been telling us for years on that he's a businessman. He showed us how to move in a room full of vultures. He's oh, he's, he's never been. Vulture. He's <laughs> never been a shit. No, he's the vulture. You're right, but at the same time, why don't we talk about the players in the NFL? You, Sandy said why the NFL is problematic because the CTE issues, the the. The, the owners treating them like slaves, like inmates. Why aren't we mad at the players? All they have to do is stop playing the game and mm. the whole NFL is shut down. Let, and, and, that's, and that's a good point. And I and definitely want to get Stanley's response because my whole thing is if people are mad at this deal and why it's happening, Eric Reed himself, why are you still working for that? Why are you why still, are you still taking a check from the... Exactly. From <laughs> so Stanley and so, other people who are no, mad no, no, no. that Jay-Z got that's his a false check... Equivalent. That's a false equivalent. That's Eric Reed's livelihood. Jay-Z is a billionaire. He didn't have to make this deal. So who Eric Reed is not a millionaire? Nobody. Eric hold, Reed is not a millionaire hold, right hold now. Hold the NFL accountable. If Jay-Z was really... Eric if, Reed is if, a millionaire. If Jay-Z was really interested in working on social justice issues, he could have given $10 million to Black Lives Matter or the Black Youth Project. Bro, Eric Reed can do that. Reform. He has done that. So is Colin Kaepernick. So when Jay-Z says something, we've moved beyond kneeling and it's time for actionable items. And Colin Kaepernick has been giving money to social justice groups for the last three years and doing Know Your Rights campaigns. He could have worked with Colin Kaepernick. He could have made a partnership with the Arena Football League and said, you know what, since the NFL is so problematic, this is what we're going to do. This was about the money. First of all, Stan, um, Jay-Z has a strong track work record when it comes to social justice work. He's not an activist or an organizer, but he is an ally. He's written an op-ed for the New York Times about nonviolent drug offenses. Mm -hmm. He's produced documentaries about Trayvon Martin, Khalif Browder, and Meek Mill. And he's given a lot of money to Black Lives Matter. So you're right. He could have continued those steps. But the way I look at it is I'm one of those people who complain about all of the problems, the systematic problems in the NFL 
somebody needs to change it. And I don't, I'm not mad that oh. they chose someone as high profile as Jay-Z. So, That's just how I feel. So let me get this straight. The NFL, which has had no accountability to what they've done to Colin Kaepernick, which has taken no accountability on their on their process with CTE, who's taken no accountability in how they deal with domestic violence cases within their players, all of a sudden, because they hired somebody to be an employee, they're going to be accountable to him? Well, No, nah, I don't agree with that. But, but I mean, you, it's, you're right. Selena's right saying you got to wait and see how this thing pans out. But at the same time... NFL is problematic for a lot of reasons. Don't watch the NFL for a lot of reasons. I mean, there's. I don't watch the NFL. I'm not going to support the NFL regardless. But Jay-Z doing his thing, trying to make change from within the NFL, I'm not mad at it because there's still hundreds of black kids who are going to be going into the league every other year. So, I mean, this is what we got to deal with. Thank you for that, guys. I see all the comments coming on Facebook Live. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to get to your comments. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Jay-Z taking dollars from the clan and he is happy. Oh my we God. are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3. Never thought it would be Jay-Z. FM, we have I'm not Stan- one of these house Negroes you bought. Of course you are, Hove. Well, Stanley, just give me a you minute. You say we- that when Jay did that to Dame when he cut him out the deal. Dame cut himself out the deal. Okay. We could talk about the death of Rockefeller if you want. Talk about that listen, then. listen, little man. We that deal with Def Jam. Listen, I'm not one of these, I'm not one <laughs> of these casual <laughs> hip-hop fans. Jay-Z made the... Why am I defending this man right now? Jay-Z said, y'all can have Rockefeller, y'all can have all the artists, y'all can have all the money. Give me reasonable doubt. Dame and Big said no. So you know what Jay-Z uh. did? Took the deal, took Rockefeller, and became president. Listen, I'm not one of these kids who listen to hip-hop no, once a week. I know my stuff. You do, Stanley. And on that note, we're getting a lot of comments I'm coming so in. It's okay. So Facebook Live, Aunt Lewis left a comment on our feed. He says, how many people are really boycotting the NFL? Are people still watching the NFL? How many people research the NFL sponsors and boycott those companies? Also, there was a lawsuit against the NFL that the Ka- that Kaepernick well, and he got his money because he uh, he settled. And that's a great point. Uh, He's one hundred percent right. Ahead, I mean. Josh. Y'all not really boycotting the NFL, so I don't know why y'all mad. Y'all still watching these games. I I mean, most people, I've seen people still having Super Bowl parties, all that stuff. So it's like, y'all capping. So, Josh Stanley, it sounds like Josh is saying, honestly, if you look at the ratings, it actually peaked last year. People are still watching the NFL. What's your response? I don't watch the NFL. A lot of people don't watch the NFL. The NFL has lost support from black viewers, which is why the Jay-Z deal is so important, because it gives them cover from the Colin Kaepernick issue. That was one of the main reasons they did that. They were also having trouble booking artists to perform at the Super Bowl, which is why so many people were so upset when Travis Scott decided to perform. So... Yeah, maybe a lot of people still watch the NFL, but a lot of people are pulling away. The fact of the matter is... It's just PR, the, though. Exactly. That's what a Jay-Z deal is. It's PR. Like, let's let's not lie to ourselves about this. It's just PR. The NFL offered Colin Kaepernick and Ed Reed $100 million for whatever social justice issues they wanted. They just had to stop talking about the NFL and how they were treating Colin Kaepernick. And they haven't been able to do it, so now they got Jay-Z over here. And so let's say Jay-Z actually does want to work on these social justice issues and make changes from the inside, right? The NFL, their main interest... It's to divert away from the Colin Kaepernick conversation because now when people say Colin Kaepernick isn't playing, they're like, listen, that's not up to us. He's an older player now. We got Jay-Z. We're working on these things. That's what this is about. And in fact, Jay-Z didn't right. even talk to Kaepernick until a couple well, of days well, before that's, the deal. Well, that's, that's debatable. Jay- 
Jay-Z said that he did have a conversation with oh, Kaepernick. Before it was and, and yes, and reports were that the, the conversation did not go well. To Stanley's point, I'll say this. I think I think we definitely have to let it play out. I think you're right. For the NFL, this is a great PR move. They have a different incentive and different motives. I think for Jay-Z, personally, I think it's about making a social impact and also securing the bag because he is a capitalist. He's a billionaire. But I mean, but the thing is, he's securing generational wealth at this he's point. He's a billionaire. I mean, a lot. Well, a lot. Did, did he? No, he. He. The Forbes reported that he has hit yeah. a billionaire status. But the thing is, I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like somebody needs to make those changes. Somebody needs to go in there. Like Colin Kaepernick. Listen, well, it's not about Colin Kaepernick. It's not. What's it about then? It's about. It's supposed to be about community police relations and criminal justice reform. You don't Not about Colin Kaepernick throwing a football. You don't got to do that with the NFL. There's plenty of groups that are doing that. What about Just Leadership USA? What about Gathering for Justice? What about Communities for Police right, Reform? Right, so, yeah, about, but he's chosen so, to do it with the NFL who has black players who ain't going anywhere, obviously. With white owners who support Donald Trump. Black kids are not going to stop playing football. Hundred. <laughs> How many kids, how many black kids Stanley, play football in this country? Stanley, Not even just do, NFL, college. Sorry, you do realize that there are a lot of people in management and leadership positions that support Trump and that happen to be... You, you know, not the most racially racially progressive people. You cannot mm-hmm. go through this world without working and a you forget with that he's a that billionaire. But you forget that Jay Z has a sports agency. Like but he's this ties into other stuff that no, he's trying is, to. It makes this is, sense. This is for not him. you working with a Trump supporter or Selena working with a Trump supporter or even me where over my dead body, if I can help it, working with a Trump supporter. The whole point of quote unquote black capitalism is so that you don't have to be what under the thumb of cap- white people. And so you have your own money, your own property, your own things. You don't got to work with white people. That's the whole point because white supremacy is toxic and it shows up in white leadership and white dollars. Jay-Z absolutely did not have to do this. There was absolutely no reason. He could have still brought awareness. They could have still pressured the NFL. And he could have worked with Colin Kaepernick and other people on the deal. He's not I mean, like, sure. And, and hold on, Josh. Hold on, Josh. Because, yeah, act like uh, the NFL hold, on, a, hold on, Stanley, because you're, you're right. But we don't know something like that could manifest and unfold down the line. I want to say the, this. With, yeah, with the masters, I, yeah. I, I want to say this. So um, there's been reports that Hove actually will acquire a significant ownership in an NFL team, making him the first black person to be an owner in the league's history. In light of this historic accomplishment, Stanley just brought up black capitalism. Josh, do you think that black, this is something that we should be applauding and celebrating in light of black capitalism? I mean, a, a community without an economic base has no future. We we do have to have our own economic base, our own plan. We do have to have the ability to employ our own people, have our own institutions to support our own communities. I mean, I 100% agree people. with that. And all of that takes money, takes finances. He's a billionaire. Stanley. Being broke is not going to help nobody. He's a billionaire. But Stanley. Yeah, and Stanley, he's making moves. Jay-Z would not be a billionaire if he refused to work with people across the political aisle. That's not my problem. My problem is No, 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 no. You're saying you're saying you're saying he's a billionaire, he didn't have to do it. But imagine all the other deals, what it took for him to get here. Like we celebrated when he became a billionaire. I did not. Well, not you, but a large a, a large a large part of us. Because to me, this means a stepping stone. There's only five black billionaires in this country. And honestly, in order to get to that level, that status, you do have to get your hands dirty. But to me, yes, you can when I'm done. But to me, let's. what is the end game? 
That's what I look so at. So work right. on more white people if you're Jay Z. Apparently, no, it's here's not. my problem. Here's what is he just trying to deal with a bunch of white devils? But here's hold on, hold on one second. Talking about he's he's a black billionaire. That's so great. They have five black billionaires by the year 2025. Black wealth will be at negative two hundred thousand dollars. Black billionaires don't mean a damn thing to black wealth. We still have communities that don't have clean water. That's not, not true. just Flint, Michigan. That's it's not true. Bob if Johnson, hold on, Bob Johnson, a black billionaire supports Donald Trump. I don't. Oh. care. Oh if you're a black God. billionaire, because if we're not building black wealth and black power for all black people, it doesn't matter. Capitalism, right. especially black capitalism, won't save you. They still firebombed Oklahoma. They still took all of Joe Lewis's money. If they want to get rid of you, they will. That's the way white supremacy works. Stanley, and I'm not disagreeing with you. The only point I want to point out is the only reason why hundreds of young black men who are who just graduated from Morehouse can live a life without student debt and can go to either pursue uh, a career or a graduate degree is because one of the five black billionaire decided to play their student loans. So to say that black billionaires and that and, and acquiring that level of, of, of generational wealth does not have a larger impact is just not true. So Josh, yeah, that was no. one select group of no, people. No, 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 Stanley, what about all this the has been going people on. all over the world. Stan- but uh. Stanley, I understand that, but like, to, but you can't undermine the significance of it, and we're just now getting to that's it. That's a tax rate. We're, we're talking about a lot of different things. We're talking about classism. We're talking about race, and we're talking. But how can how is this Jay Z deal? bad for criminal justice reform or any of the change that we're trying can it I, doesn't I how is it bad all, all all i hear from you stanley is that oh jay-z is saving the nfl from hiring kaepernick mm-hmm. but it's not about kaepernick okay let's talk about it so let's yeah. talk about the criminal justice work and how robert Kraft and two other owners in the nfl actually own they have companies and stakes and tracking devices for people when you don't go to jail, you go through parole, they put a tracking device on you. Let me tell you how that works in other parts of the country. So in Boston, you got to pay $125 for that tracking device, right? But it's faulty and a charger stops working. So what you'll have in Boston and what has, has, what has happened is that people will go to sleep and the battery will die. And when the battery dies, right before it does, it sends a signal to the police that you are trying to escape. So the police were going into people's homes and pulling them out of bed because those tracking devices were saying that they were violating their parole okay. and then thrown back in jail. There was money to I be made you, in a criminal justice... Can I ask you a question, justice- Stanley? No, hold on one second. There was money to be made in the criminal justice field. And that's how people are looking at it. You know how much the average family spends when you have somebody incarcerated? $13,000. On a year, and that's just on calling. And in most prisons now, you can't even see somebody in person. You have to do a video visit. Mm-hmm. Guess who has a stake in that? Robert Kraft, where it costs $12 for seven minutes to talk to somebody on Skype. And you can't, it doesn't even work consistently. Those are the people JZ right. are in bed with. Yeah, and, and, and Meek is always hanging out with Robert Kraft. Are you boycotting Meek? Yes. Are you Meek Mill? You, you just played a Meek Mill song. Yes, for the segment. Because for, Jay-Z's well, well, there. Look, and I'm going to say, because we have to wrap up, guys. I'm going to say this. We're at the point, and Josh brought this up earlier. Nike has bad investments. There's so many different companies and organizations that are, quote, unquote, in bed with bad or problematic people. Because the larger issue here is capitalism. It's a white supremacy. Money. And I'm gonna let you. And I'm gonna let you give your thoughts, Stanley. But money talks at this point. And I remember SNL did a segment where they were like, 
we're going to boycott everyone and everything that supports Trump. And by the end of that skit, they were naked and out of a home and out of like a car and they, they lost everything because it's all intertwined and interconnected. At this point, there is no way that I could live my life without ever supporting a company or organization or a person that either voted for Trump or is somehow connected to white supremacy. It's that's not a reality in this time. Exactly. However, I want to talk about as we wrap up this segment, what we can do. In my opinion, we need to take some type of steps. We need to be incremental and we need to be gradual and we, we do need to do something. So the last question that I want to ask you, jo uh, Josh, as we wrap up, what changes do you want to see in the NFL and how do we get there? What change I want to see in the NFL? I want to see the NFL take better care of its players, um, give more long-term health to players even after they leave the NFL. Um, and then I, but I mean, the NFL is not some social justice institution, right? So, I mean, we know that the, there's problematic issues with the owners, um, of the NFL, but that needs to be tackled by the players who are playing for them. And we need to, you know, really put pressure on the players to, to, to stand up and take a stand. Um, so Ken Roy left a comment on our Facebook live. He says, I agree with Stanley. He admires Jay-Z. But he's not desperate for money. He did not have to do business with the NFL, and Jay-Z has spoken out for black rights in the past. Money is powerful and important, but morality is vital. Stanley, final thoughts on the Jay-Z NFL deal. Black capitalism won't save you, and I'm tired of, like, no one's asking individual Selena or Josh <laughs> to boycott everything. But when, allegedly, your money gives you power and agency to move in a different way, you look really nasty taking money from white supremacists and murderers and people who actively support politicians that subjugate and attack the lives of black and brown people. Don't tell me you want to sit at the table. Just because you're at the table doesn't mean you're not the food. This, like, this deal doesn't do anything for me. You want to build black power, build black communities. Well, according to them, that's exactly what they're going to do through this deal. They're going to be giving back and empowering those communities. Um, I'll, I'll just say this to close out. You know, Kaepernick took started taking a knee about three years ago to this day, and he started a movement. He showed that through the power of a peaceful protest, he could change the lives of so many he, he became the voice for the voiceless, and he amplified an issue that was not getting enough attention. It still doesn't get enough attention to this day. And I commend Cap, and I will always stand with Kaepernick. And I hope whatever it is his dream, he it sounds like he still wants to play for the NFL. I don't know why. Uh, it does. You know, it, it's, it, you know, he wants to do business with the NFL, and I support him with that. Just like I support Jay-Z, who is in business with the NFL, but is trying to make a social impact and change. And you know what? He, I knew he was probably going to get uh, uh, start become the first black owner of a team. I mean, it, it, it's messy. This whole game, this whole system is messy. But I believe that we have to play the game in order to win the game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's a hard, Facts. hard, harsh reality. I don't have all the answers but I do know I'm going to continue to pay attention to this story. And I hope you guys will, too, as we watch it unfold. Stay educated, stay empowered, and stay informed. On that note, guys, we need to wrap up. We'll see you next Sunday. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard.